At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to it. Another episode of Eason's Pro Football Betting Podcast is underway. I am your host, Danny Burke, and alongside me, per usual, previewing the biggest games of the upcoming slate on the weekend. It's none other than Mike and you can follow him on Twitter at Mike Palm Circa. We've got championship weekend to look forward to beginning with Philly hosting San Francisco. And then we'll move on to the AFC where we have Kansas City and a banged up Patrick Mahomes taking on the red hot Cincinnati Bengals. Mike, first and foremost, my man, how are you? How was your weekend in the divisional round and uh, some of your biggest takeaways from that weekend? I don't know if there was too much surprising. Obviously, the Mahomes ankle, high ankle injury impacted that game quite a bit. Um, Eagles looked terrific. Hurts uh, looked fully healthy, and they dominated uh, the Giants. The Bills uh, come up short again. That Cincinnati defense was was awesome. A lot of pressure on, on Josh Allen, and the offense uh, ran the ball very effectively, did what it wanted. It was 14-0 and had full control of that game, and then Probably the to, to me by far the best game of the weekend was Dallas and San Francisco. There were a lot of ebbs and tides in that game. I think uh, Brett Maher was a bigger factor than maybe we even imagined. Uh, um, es- essentially, if McCarthy has full confidence in Maher, he's kicking a 53-yard field goal at the two-minute warning of the first half. He goes wow. for it and gets it, and then have the subsequent play. Bo- Pollard breaks his leg, and I think that really changed the game. And of course, a lot of a lot of uh, 
questionable decision-making in the last three minutes of the game, even on both sides, I thought. But uh, San Francisco prevails, and now you got an uh, incredible Final Four where, you know, we could see, no matter what the matchup is, the, the favorite in the Super Bowl is probably either going to be a point or a point-and-a-half favorite. It's that close. Yeah, for sure. And look, that's how we're seeing it right now with these four teams, as you alluded to. So thus probably getting that to be the situation, regardless of the matchup for whatever two teams do make it to the championship. But Mike, let's go ahead and jump into it, my man. Let's begin there in the city of brotherly love with the Eagles taking on the 49ers. Now, Philly opened up as low as about a one and a half point favorite total. We saw open around 45 in the hook. Now we see the spread up to two in the hook. Total up to 46 and a half. I'll let you take the stage first because I got a couple different angles to consider, especially with my futures bet I got. But I want to hear where you are standing as of this moment with this game. Well, Danny, essentially, I've tried to only make one straight bet each weekend. Uh, We had the Giants plus three the first weekend. We laid three and a half with San Francisco last weekend. And this is the the game that I'm going to play here because of the uncertainty with Mahomes uh, in the late game. I like. Philadelphia here. I laid two and a half. You know, we're seeing mostly Philadelphia money here at Circa. Hard to get to three. We're not get to get to three and get sided on this game. And I'm sure we'll get more San Francisco money as we get closer to Sunday with more 49ers fans actually being here uh, at the book and at Stadium Swim and at our properties. I just think this is a really tall task for Brock Purdy. We've heard it a, a lot in the past few weeks. Uh, four rookie quarterbacks start a championship game, including our own Sean King. None of them have won a championship game. This is a step up in class in terms of defense. I would argue it's the best secondary in the NFL that Purdy's going to have to be going against on the road. You know, essentially, Purdy only played one road game all year. The, the, the majority of fans here when they played in Las Vegas were 49er fans in this game. So he's got to go on the road to a very hostile place, as we know, in Philadelphia, uh, across the three time zones and go up against an elite defense. McCaffrey's banged up a little bit. I think that's a factor in how effective they can run the football. And with the Hurts fully healthy, I think this Eagle team is the Eagle team in the first 10 weeks of the year that dominated first halves of games, got control of games and made the other teams play from behind. Very versatile offense with six backs when you know you can run the ball with Hurts on design runs, and he can scramble, and they can throw the ball as well. I favor Philadelphia here, and that's my play for the weekend. So in terms of just my futures bet I got and the storybook kind of ending you'd want, I have wanted deep down root for San Francisco, but objectively looking at this game, Mike, I think you're absolutely right. Look, the story of Brock Purdy has been incredible, but this is a completely different beast, not only going on the road in a championship playoff game as a rookie, but the fact that it's coming against this Eagles defense where in the secondary, they are considered one of the best. Now, their issue is their run defense, and that has been their problem the entirety of the season. So if you're looking to play devil's advocate or maybe give the 49ers a reason to have some life, I feel like it's the fact that they can utilize Debo Samuel, CMC, Elijah Mitchell on the ground attack, alleviate some of the pressure off of Brock Purdy and try to capitalize against that bottom tier run defense in Philadelphia. Now, I'm not saying that's going to make me want to back San Francisco. That would just be the one reason that I think San Francisco can have an advantage, aside from how great 
Their defense is number one in DVOA. They're allowing just 3.4 yards per rush attempt, which is tied for the first fewest. And then 9.7 yards per completion they're allowing, which is seventh. But again, you mentioned Philly. They're six overall defensively. First against the pass and then 21st DVOA wise against the run. Uh, they allowed the Giants to get 5.9 yards per carry. Again, that game was kind of a throwaway once he got into the second half. So some of those numbers can be a little bit skewed. But Philly also allowing the fewest yards per completion at 8.7. Also, Mike, the Eagles top three in offensive red zone efficiency at 69 percent. San Francisco's bottom tier, really, they're at 53 percent. And again, it just comes back to Brock Purdy and him looking kind of like a human against a respectable defense in Dallas at home. I don't think you're going to get the benefit of those Dak Prescott interceptions on the road against Jalen Hurts now. Like, I can't really foresee that being the reason into why the 49ers are able to overcome this team. So long story short, I agree with you here. Um, the thing that I have right now, Mike, and this is pretty much my it's not necessarily a dilemma, but the situation I have. So before Jimmy Garoppolo got injured, I bet the 49ers to win the NFC championship at plus 550. So I'll just be transparent, I guess. So I bet a couple hundred bucks on it to win 1300 is the payout that I would have right now. And they're allowing me to cash out on the app that I'm using for $500. My intention originally was I was going to hedge to at least, you know, get my money back and then maybe just root for the 49ers to win this game. But the more I'm diving in, the more I do lean toward Philly. And again, now I have this cash out option. What would you suggest that I do in this situation? Well, what's the best money line you can find on the Eagles? So here in Illinois, I think minus a buck 45 was the best money line. I know there's some minus 140s out there across the country, but I don't believe it's better than 145 in my state. So you got to lay 725 to win the 500. And that essentially makes you a 300 profit, which is they're going to you're catching out for 500. That so that's that's 300 profit, right? They're not giving mm -hmm. you 500 on top of the 200, right? Correct. All right. So you got to bet 725 to get the same deal. And if you lose the 725, um, you're making on the other side of it 375. Um, so I, I wouldn't take the cash out. You can lay the other way and you could either win 300 or 375. You're giving yourself a shot at three, an extra $75. Yeah. I, I don't know what, what I don't I, know what your lean is on the game. I mean, you know, you could you could lay two and a half, two, but you middle yourself with a one and a two. So there's a risk factor there as well. But um, I, I say no on the cash out because you can monetize it more uh, by just betting the other way. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was leaning as well. And I do like Philadelphia more so in this game. So that's kind of what my that's where my head is at going into it. If I like the 49ers more so also, you know, an option I could do is play it in game, hope San Francisco gets out to an early lead and then they keep raising up the cash out option if you want to flirt with that. But of course, that's you're rolling the dice, certainly when you're trying to do that with the underdog that I already don't have that much confidence in. But I think you're right. That's kind of the way to approach it. Look to get something down on the 49ers instead of doing or pardon me, the Eagles, instead of rolling with just a cash out option right now. So then I just have that and don't have the potential. Um, so, yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's why I think I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, too, because I know you're pretty good with all these numbers and looking into the future. So I, I think that's going to be the way that I look to attack this game. But I do like Philly in this spot. So that's why I think it makes it 
a tad bit easier to put some more on the Eagles side. Well, if you like the Eagles, then you should probably bet more on your hedge. I mean, then bet then right. instead of seven twenty five, bet uh, eight seventy, and you'd win. F- you'd you'd win. F- um, you'd win um, an extra hundred, so you'd win four hundred if if the Eagles won, and you'd win two thirty if San Francisco won. You know, you can shade it however you yeah. want, whatever your feeling is on the game. For sure. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be looking to do. But uh, it was a great story with Purdy. Yeah, I just think in this road environment, you already talked about historically when we've seen quarterbacks in this situation, it's hard to instill that confidence in him in this spot. Now, I do want to ask you one more thing before we move off with these head coaches. Shanahan certainly has his reputation late in the postseason, blowing leads, just not excelling necessarily but Nick Sirianni Mike I mean we don't know that much about the guy per se in this spot because well last year's first season he got smoked by Tampa Bay in the first round I mean they were lucky to get into the postseason so be it this year you played a Giants team that let's be honest is just far outmatched in that game and you really didn't get to see the Eagles in a postseason game with the pressure put on them so where do we hold Nick Sirianni and his standard right now in a postseason game against a great coach who has struggled in these spots, though, in Kyle Shanahan? I, I don't know. I mean, it's an unknown, I guess. And uh, I still think the factor of Philadelphia and playing in Philadelphia and the crowd and what the effect of the crowd will be on this game is very important. You did see Shanahan, you know, when they got the ball back with 205, and I thought it was a big mistake to fair catch the punt. You let it bounce, you get to the two-minute warning, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, But it did allow him to throw the ball on first down and get 16 yards where, you know, in the Super Bowl, he got ultra conservative with Garoppolo with that 10 point lead against the Chiefs. He didn't really want to let Garoppolo beat him. He let Purdy throw the ball on first down. Essentially, the play is going to be five seconds. It doesn't matter if it's a running player incomplete. You're at the two minute warning. It worked out that way. But I thought he was a little more aggressive. And I think he knows he has to be more aggressive in these games. He can't say, oh, I have a rookie. I'm going to run the ball three times and punt and hope Philly isn't going to score. Yeah. I think you're right. And that's the thing. Like, what is the play calling from Shannon going to be right out of the gates? I think you got to let Purdy kind of try to attack right away because, yeah, you can get with the weakness of Philadelphia's run defense. But at some point, Purdy's going to have to step up and he's going to have to be the guy. And in this road environment, it's tough to know if he's going to be able to execute it. But, uh, yeah, the coaching, the coaching battle in this game is going to be a big one. And that's going to be fun to see play out. But. Folks, looks like Mike likes Philly in this spot. I'm with him. I strongly lean toward the Eagles. I have the futures bet, so I'm going to be looking to play that out and probably uh, give that slight advantage to Philadelphia here. But another great season from San Francisco if they can't pull it out. And shout out to Brock Purdy from what he was able to do. But uh, we'll see what they can uh, take care of business-wise on Sunday in the city of brotherly love. And then, Mike, moving to Arrowhead Stadium. They're calling it Burrowhead Stadium, at least uh, some of the members of Cincinnati are, because of Joe Burrow's dominance, naturally, over uh, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City the last three games. This line saw drastic movement immediately. We were monitoring it on Live Bet Sunday, and it opened as high as two and a half in favor of Kansas City. And while I was literally giving my thoughts on the game, you saw it move down to as low as one and a half. Now you've seen it as low as a pick but minus one in favor of the Chiefs consensus number uh, total has moved down to 47 in the hooks. Some spots have 47 earlier today. Uh, Circa now looks like they got 48, Mike, and same with Westgate. Uh, 
again, 27 to 24, the last game, 27 to 24, the playoff game and overtime, the Bengals won. And then 34 to 31 last year toward the end of the regular season, those last three games. What happens in this upcoming one, Mike? I, I can't play this game pre-flop as, uh, as tempting as it is to take points with the Chiefs when you could. Um, you know, the news yesterday that Mahomes is, is, is healthy and, and bouncing around in practice, uh, you know, who knows? He, I, I think he took a shot last week. That's not helpful for this week. Um, it's got to be an in-play thing, if anything, here. I, I, I tell you, the Cincinnati defense is awfully good, and they've gotten much the best of the Chiefs in the second halves of the last two meetings, including that AFC championship game. Remember, this game was a full seven last year in favor of the Chiefs. Now, you can argue the Chiefs don't have... Hill, they don't have as many weapons. Um, they still ran through that division and got the one seed. To me, it's, this game is the chess match between Andy Reid operating with, you know, a compromised Mahomes, obviously, with the high ankle sprain against Lou Anamrumo and this this very, very good Cincinnati defense. And are they going to be able to get pressure on Mahomes like they did in Buffalo? And also... Can the offensive line missing three starters hold up on a field that's not covered in snow? Was that was snow a factor there? Was the inability to really drive on the defensive line a factor? We did see Cincinnati get pressure on Allen, so maybe that's that's less of an argument than you think. But I have to watch this game. I can't. I mean, one one we either way isn't really a huge difference. I just don't know in yeah. this game, and I'd I, I'd have to see Mahomes operate for a quarter. If I feel he's really compromised and that Cincinnati has an advantage in this game. Yeah, I'm the same way with you in terms of his side. And look, you and I, and I've said this every week, but just to reiterate, we've been high on Cincinnati for quite some time. You know, I've had him power rated as a top team in the AFC for a while, and I know you've been right up there as well. So you would kind of think this falls right into our breadbasket of taking Cincinnati, but something about the fact that everybody's infatuated with the Bengals after that game, Mike, and the unknown of Patrick Mahomes. And again, you would think that would be an advantage because realistically, he's probably not going to be 100 percent, but you just don't know how that's going to alter Andy Reid's game plan. And there's just so much around it that makes you a little bit nervous now, I guess. I don't know what it is, just that feeling that everybody's hopping on Cincy right now. And look, you could say the cliches, oh, it's hard to beat a time, however many or how how hard it is to beat a team, however many times in a row. But truthfully, I mean, four times in the NFL with a quarterback who we consider the best, even if he is a little bit banged up, it's tough to do, man. And look, the difference is Cincinnati's defense has improved since last year, and they were still able to overcome Kansas City. I don't think Kansas City's defense has really improved that much. Um, Cincinnati, too, what I've stressed multiple times throughout the season is what they're able to adjust second half-wise. Now, if you look at football outsiders, they do a good job at measuring this, but Cincinnati 15th in first-half defense, then it goes to 8th in the second half offensively, they go from seventh in the first half to fifth in the second half. So you do see a big improvement out of Cincinnati in the latter stages of their games. And we saw it on display when they played Kansas City earlier this year. They forced what a fumble by Travis Kelsey, a stop on Patrick Mahomes, and they're able to get another win against Kansas City. And that was with a healthy Patrick Mahomes. So I get why people love Cincinnati. I would certainly lean their way. I just don't know if I can get their pre-flop for all those reasons you're also stating. Um, I do like the total in this game, though, Mike. 
And now that it's up to 48, I'm going to play the under, actually. So I'm going to go 48 in this game because Kansas City's defense, again, you know, I'm knocking on them. But when you look at some of these numbers, they are limiting the deep ball fairly well, 9.2 yards per pass completion, which is third fewest. Uh, They do allow 5.3 yards per rush attempt over the last three games. They allowed 7.6 to Jacksonville. And knowing what Joe Mixon just did in the last game, I think that they could try to stress that earlier. You know, whatever their offensive line issues may be, it's a pretty good interior with Kansas City, but you really want to limit the amount of times Burrow can hit the ground in this game. So if they can get that running attack, happening efficiently early on. I think Cincinnati could hang on to that, thus taking more time off. You're working your way down methodically. And then, of course, it's just Cincinnati's defense, I think, is solid. They can make adjustments in the second half, and you just don't know how mobile and effective Patrick Mahomes can be with this injury. And weather-wise, it is going to be a windier day, not terrible, but uh, lower double digits. So, look, I like this game going under. I don't think it's going to be as big of a shootout as the other games we've seen. So I'm in for the under 48, Mike. I played the second half under in the uh, the Kansas City-Jacksonville game, and we kind of it looked great for a while, and I had a big middle I could have hit, and I didn't take it. And then there was the barrage of points in the fourth quarter, and then had to really kind of get lucky and not, you know, to get the Jacksonville fumble there down inside the 10-yard line to hang on. Uh <clears throat> but I don't disagree with that. I think this could be of a more of a defensive game, and I think Andy Reid knows that, and I think Andy Reid is also going to make a concerted effort to run the football here, and we're going to see Kelsey again get targeted 15-plus times, I'm pretty sure. So I think it's going to be a very good game. Um, I think Kansas City needs to, to to not let Cincinnati get control of the game, though, because Cincinnati's very, they're very good, efficient on – you know, converting third downs, they keep the chains moving. Um, they get themselves in third and short. They're just good, and they were able to do that very effectively um, with Mixon last week. So you mentioned Kelsey, and we've had this discussion the past several weeks with certain players. Is there any that stands out to you in terms of props that you would maybe just think of at the top of your head for these matchups? Well, I mean, it's I saw it's still six and a half his receptions. I mean, uh, it, it seems like a tad bit low and not overreacting, but that's the state of the offense right now. And you're, you're not going to, you're going to have fewer Mahomes scrambles. He's always looking for the safety outlet with the injury and he's not going to be able to drive the ball down the field. You saw the misses in the second half were high because it's can't plant that ankle. Um, so I would, I would, I know the juice has got to be, I'd rather take seven and not have a, a big juice number on six and a half, but I like him over in receptions. Yeah, six and a half minus a buck forty-eight to the over. If you, uh, I guess that's, that's not awful. That. That's not awful. I just, you know, some of these props get to a dollar seventy, a dollar eighty, a dollar ninety, and I don't, I don't like to lay that big a price. All right, so I got one prop for you that uh, I'm sure many people would not really care to do, but. I was kind of curious what Joe Mixon can do in this game and not necessarily on the ground, as I was mentioning earlier, but more so in the passing effort. So when I was doing my research, you know, I actually found more interest in looking at Samaj P. Ryan and his receptions. Two and a half is the number. The best price to the over is plus 125 here in Illinois. DraftKings had that. I think there was like a plus 123 at Caesars as well. But look, last week, P. Ryan had five catches on five targets at Buffalo. All right, doesn't mean he's going to replicate it in this game necessarily. But you look at the opponent for this week, Kansas City, 
They're a defense that is allowing opposing tailbacks 6.6 receptions for over 47 receiving yards per game. I also mentioned how their secondary is doing pretty well at limiting those big plays. Well, if they're going to be covered down deep, take the check down, take a little bit of a screen, whatever it may be, a shorter route with your running backs who can create some good work in those short passing efforts. P. Ryan earlier this season, if you remember, because Joe Mixon didn't play in that game. P. Ryan had seven targets, six catches for 49 receiving yards against the Chiefs. And just to throw it out there, just to, you know, uh, give you maybe a little bit more uh, conviction that way. In the playoff game at Kansas City last year, he had three catches on four targets for 43 yards, did P. Ryan. So look, if, if this price wasn't as high as plus 125, if it was like a standard pick I probably wouldn't be as infatuated. But the fact that you have a good sample size, you see this defense that is vulnerable in this regard, and they're giving you a plus 125, I'm going to take a little piece of that with P. Ryan over two and a half receptions, Mike. I'm with you. I think that's a good bet at Papa. I don't know why that number is so high, plus 125. Yeah, I think some other books, like the lowest was even like plus 160. It must be like a name recognition type yeah. of thing, right? Like Mixon, you know, he's at three and a half and, you know, it's going to be a little juice to the over. So I think that's more so why that is. One more thing before we wrap up our best bets. I know you're probably not going to delve into this necessarily, but for anybody out there just curious, I wanted to list out the current Super Bowl futures odds. Uh, these are the odds that I am seeing in my neck of the woods in Illinois. So for the Eagles, the best number you can get on them, plus 250 at Caesars and at points bet. The Chiefs plus 275, that number at BetMGM. The Bengals are plus 280 at FanDuel. The 49ers plus 350 at BetRivers and BetMGM. If someone gave you a free bet to make, uh, where would you be putting it? I put it on the Eagles because I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. That's the team I'm most confident of winning on Sunday. I mean, and essentially, I mean, you have 250 to 350. These teams are all equal. You know, it's it's about where the game's being played and, and Mahomes' health. But, you know, you mix them all. If you put these four teams at a neutral side into a tournament, but the, the biggest, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're probably going to be anywhere between plus 350 and plus 425. I mean, they're that equal. Yeah. I think you make the best point about looking at these teams is who do you at least is going to get you in the situation to making it to the Super Bowl. And you and I seem to have the most confidence in Philly right now. And in, look, it's still a short spread and anything can happen. But the unknown with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes makes it a little dicey looking at that Bengals game. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of people saw it. Mike would be the Bengals at plus 280. But again, it, it's just, I don't know, man, going to Arrowhead, doing it four times, something about it gives me a little bit of trepidation. I still think they're the better team. I still think they have a good enough defense to do it, and I would give them the edge. But yeah, the Eagles, man, right there in that situation against Brock Purdy just seem to have a little bit more leverage in getting your confidence and backing them. And then you're sitting on a plus 250 money line ticket with whichever team they're facing in the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs are the worst of the four teams in total. But the coach-quarterback combination is probably the best, which is so important in today's NFL. That's why it's, it's so close. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Mike. Well, that's about it. That's all I got for you in terms of these games. Unless you got anything else, let's hear uh, your official play. Well, I guess you just got the one, right? That's You're just it. rolling with Philly minus two in the hook. Philly minus two and a half is my one play. If there's an angle to look in-game for Casey and Cincy, do you have one you're kind of 
seeking out right now, or is it just going to completely be off the top and depending on what happens? Look, last week I had no intention of making any plays at all on Cincinnati. They got 14 to nothing, and they were less than a $2 favorite on the money line. I had to take it. It was just too easy what they were doing. It could be a situation in this game where if, if, if they're being a very effective again and Mahomes looks like he's struggling, where I lay a price in game on a money line with, with Cincinnati again. But that's probably about it. That was kind of ridiculous because they were up like 10, 14 points and they were like a pick them on the money line. It was like almost too good to be true. Like, they what am they I had only here? faced one third down and two drives and it just gone right down the field. I, I didn't understand it. That was remarkable. It wasn't even close. Um, in terms of what I got, Mike, uh, like I said, I got the under 48 for the second game with Kansas City and Cincinnati. I'm taking a piece of that prop with Samaje Pirine over two and a half receptions at plus 125. And look, I got the futures bet on the 49ers, so I'm playing it a little bit differently. But if I was completely just out of the mix, and again, I still have the strong lean to Philly, but I would be on your side leaning with the Eagles lane two in the hook under the key number at three. So uh, I'm on the same page there with you, my friend. But uh, man, it should be a good championship week. And it's, it's kind of bittersweet as we keep going along, getting closer to the end, Mike. It's exciting, but you're kind of sad, you know? Well, I'm not that sad. <laughs> Why are you looking forward to baseball and getting focused on hockey? Well, I have to, I'll transition a little bit to paying attention to college basketball. I'm betting hockey every day. I'm betting soccer every day, but I am kind of getting ready for, for baseball and looking at these rosters right now and how bad some of these teams are and, and, and looking at some potential uh, longer shots for the World Series. I gotcha. Hey, one last thing. Sorry to keep hanging to you here, but we did have some NFL news. Frank Reich going to the Panthers, and then we saw... Um, who do we, uh, I'm blanking on whatever uh, Nathaniel Hackett going to the Jets for forgettable name. Yeah, ploy to get Aaron Rodgers once again. What are your thoughts on those? I think, and I, and I've said this on with Lombardi and 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 Mitch and Paul. How about this, Danny? The Cowboys call the Jets, and they they said we'll give you Dak Prescott for the 13th pick. It's a big upgrade for the Jets in terms of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to give up more than one first rounder. And then the Cowboys in turn, and, and, I, and I think the Dallas fan base is really done with Dak now. We're, they're not winning yes. a Super Bowl with Dak. But the Jets arguably get a top 10 quarterback to go along with their defense. And then the Cowboys take the 13th pick that they just got and their own 27th pick. And they call up Green Bay and say, we'll give you two first rounders for Aaron Rodgers. You reunite McCarthy and Rodgers. And maybe you give Jerry Jones a shot at a Super Bowl in the next two years or before he expires. Wow. I like that. That would be something. We'll see. Lombardi said Woody Johnson will probably say no because he'd want, he wants Rogers and obviously signaled that by hiring Hackett and I maybe, or maybe he knows they're going to have a 52nd play clock next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One or the other. Uh, Yeah. You know, look, if you're a Jets fan, uh, I'm sure Hackett uh, will not be as bad as just strictly an OC as he was a head coach. But now you're really pushing all the chips in to getting Aaron Rodgers, it seems. So uh, for their sake, uh, hopefully it comes through for him, Mike. Hackett's never had a top half offense as a coordinator. I I don't get the move at all. But anyhow. questionable to say the (laughs) least mike appreciate the time as always my friend make sure you guys follow him on twitter at mike palm circa as for myself at danny burke five if we have any additional bets for this weekend you know where to find them at vsin.com that's vsin.com slash subscribe to get involved and it will be listed under our pro picks page where every show host and guest every wager they have for each sport will be listed 
in that area. But that's going to do it for us. Enjoy the games this weekend, my friends. Appreciate you tuning in. We'll talk to you again next week. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.